Welcome to Unveiling Apocalypse, a podcast about the book of Revelation. Hello and welcome to Unveiling Apocalypse, a podcast about the book of Revelation. I'm your host, Ewan Lowe, from Melbourne, Australia. So in this initial, hopefully very short episode, I'd like to spend a little bit of time briefly talking through exactly what this podcast is and why it exists. In order to do that, I need to tell you a little bit about my own journey, so please indulge me. As a young new Christian, I did that thing that Christians are supposed to do and read the whole New Testament from start to finish. Most of it made a really good amount of sense, right up to the point I hit the last book, the book of Revelation. Things got very strange very quickly, and to be honest, I I didn't know what to think. I wasn't sure at all. So being a young and inquisitive and curious type, I thought I'd do a bit of looking around to see what interpretations were out there that could help me to understand this really, really strange text. Unfortunately, pretty much everything I found treated Revelation as an exception to the other New Testament texts. They interpreted it completely differently uh, and used it mostly as a template for predicting the end of the world. More than anything else, though, in reading a lot of this material, I was left with the distinct impression that the interpretation of the book of Revelation was something that was left to a chosen few people to whom God had granted enlightenment or something like that, and that the average person should really just leave the book well alone and not bother too much with it. Now, this, of course, wasn't helped by the fact that in the early 2000s, when I was growing up as a young Christian, there were really only two types of sermon you might hear in a church on the book of Revelation. Either reading out of Revelation 21 to provide comfort at funerals, or really long, you know, two, three hour long sermons that drew on all these different ideas, you know, that really cherry-picked different parts of the Bible, pulled all of these things together and generally created these long charts that tried to detail the exact things that would happen at the end of the world. Now, perhaps the most frustrating thing about these were the sheer inconsistency. The fact that a lot of these preachers did these weird things like, you know, um, proof texting, like drawing on outside sources in order to reach their conclusions. They were used methods that you simply wouldn't use in interpreting other parts of the Bible. And even within the way a person interpreted Revelation, there was often a huge amount of inconsistency. For example, you know, interpreting the letters to the seven churches and then, you know, turning to um, the woman and the dragon or, or even, you know, the 24 elders. There was just no consistent approach in how someone would, would come to interpret this. And in many of these cases, this lack of internal consistency really caused a lot of problems. So, like many other people, I, I just gave up at this point and thought, you know what, I'm going to leave it to the expert and I'm never going to read Revelation again. Now, unfortunately, this, I think, is where a lot of Christians end up after trying to decipher the text. They spend some time looking through it, they try to figure out what's going on, and bewildered by all of the you know, bad um, processes and applications on the text or that come out of it, they just give up. Several years later, after, you know, going through high school and, and you know, finding my calling and all of those things, uh, I ended up going straight to theological college. So theological college, for those of you who have been there, you, you know that it's a, it's a pretty interesting formative time. 
And as I learned more and more about the biblical texts, like, you know, how they came to be, how to read them contextually, how to read them carefully, how to interpret them well, I began to realize that Revelation wasn't actually the closed book that I'd thought it was, and in fact that there was a lot more to it than I'd initially thought. I therefore began doing some more close research into the book, and started looking at what biblical scholars rather than lay pastors and preachers and, you know, people on the street and pop culture had to say about the text. Over time, I developed a pretty significant interest in the book, to the point where I actually enrolled in a PhD program that focused on the book of Revelation, and so I, I wrote a doctoral thesis on the book. Look, being able to do this was definitely one of the top highlights of my own life. It helped me to resolve some of the anxieties and the questions that I had around the text. It also steered me towards my true passions of biblical research and teaching. I discovered, not just through my PhD, but through, you know, um, my undergraduate study and, and, and all of that, that, you know, applying the correct careful methods of biblical scholarship that have been developed over centuries would yield very interesting results that were consistent with the overall message of the New Testament. In other words, the scholars of the book of Revelation, so people who apply these methods carefully, have really good things to say about the text. And these weren't conspiracy theories, these weren't doomsday predictions about how the world was going to end, but these were life-giving messages of how the, the book showed Christians how to live well, how to resist evil, how to challenge paradigms, and, and these ideas for me really captured and encapsulated what the book of Revelation was all about. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm putting down lay pastors or interpreters um, or, or, you know, people on the street in making these types of statements, you know, not at all. The, the problem, however, is that an overwhelming majority of people aren't able to access academia, our academic guild, if you like. A lot of these scholars work in universities or in seminaries and they write in academic journals and very, very few engage in the public sphere which means that their work tends to be rather inaccessible. You know, they, they write books uh, and they publish in peer-reviewed journals, but their work is often quite dense and difficult to read, and like any technical work in highly skilled fields, you need proper training in order to understand what's actually going on. Of course, the other thing to consider is that many of these scholars just don't have an audience outside of academic circles. They often have really, really good things to say, they just don't have the same level of reach as big mainstream preachers, which means that often their voices are just completely not heard at all. Now, there's an argument to be made here, of course, about the importance of theological education for all clergy, preachers, ministers, but that's for a different time. It's not really what we're here about. Let me tell you what this podcast then is about. The idea is to try and create a platform which engages with the voices of these scholars of the book of Revelation. I'm not interested in promoting any particular approach or interpretation of the text. I just want to interview these extraordinary men and women who have dedicated their lives to studying and teaching the book of Revelation. So, every guest on this podcast will have a PhD, a research doctorate in biblical studies, and they will have either done their original doctoral dissertation work on the book of Revelation, or later undertaken significant peer-reviewed published work in the book of Revelation. I don't want this to be a podcast by scholars for scholars either. The whole idea is that what we discuss should be simple enough for most people to understand, 
And so as the interviewer, I will do my best to make sure that we keep things fairly simple and fairly straightforward. Now, one caveat, which is that as this podcast begins, we are in 2020. And so the situation with COVID-19 has made it very, very challenging to do interviews at all. Um, Face-to-face interviews are pretty much out of the question here in Melbourne, Australia. Um, So many of these um, conversations have been recorded over the internet. And this means, unfortunately, that the audio quality um, of the podcast will vary from guest to guest. And I apologize for that. Uh, I've done my best to smooth out what I can and edit it and and make it a a pleasant listening experience. Uh, But in several cases, that just isn't possible. So do bear with us as we travel through. As, you know, things change uh, around the world and restrictions begin to lift, then, you know, my goal would be to go back to having face-to-face conversations wherever possible, but it's not always going to be possible. I I do also want to note that this podcast will be released in seasons rather than regularly. Um, My goal is to produce quality rather than quantity, so we will have, you know, a a season made up of a few different episodes and then a quick break and then a new season rather than pumping things out, you know, every fortnight or every month or, or even every week. At the end of the day, the whole idea of this podcast is to educate people and to expose the really, really quality, excellent scholarship on the book of Revelation to a wider audience. I I look back at my younger self and I I wonder if a podcast like this would be helpful for me, and I hope it would be. You know, young 14-year-old me struggling to understand the book of Revelation, would this podcast provide an educated perspective on the text? some different alternative ideas that are grounded in careful research and good um, process and frameworks, would this spark a desire for further study and engagement with biblical scholarship? Those are my hopes for this podcast, and I hope that along the way that's something that you discover as well. I hope you have a great time here. Thank you for listening. Take care.